laying next to me, sharing my love between the sheets. Ooh, baby, baby, feel your love surrounding me. You're not a real G if you don't sing that part. You got to do it just like that. Making love between the sheets. I hope everybody's paid their taxes. Hello, good morning. To all my ladies in the place with styling. Allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. (laughs) What a terrible, terrible thing to say. I just can't imagine that I was just a young teen singing that filth with all of my heart. (laughs) My father knew. He knew. And I was just so, I'm so like... Huh, yeah, it really gives me great anxiety to know that I'm going to be an esteemed, an esteemed scholar at <laughs> some point in my life at like 70 years old. And I'm going to be sitting somewhere in my tweed St. John's knit jacket and 15 brooches. And I'm just going, somebody's going to say, somebody's going to play that beat and I'm going to do that. Yep. I'm going to be talking about lyrical dishes in your bushes. Well, I'm and just embarrass all of my ancestors. I'm going to actually bet you twenty five dollars that when you do your first TED talk, I need you to open <laughs> up with. <laughs> Allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. I'm gonna say, my mic sounds. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to say my mic sounds nice. Check one. Check one. Check two. My mic sounds nice. <laughs> mic check one two. It's on. It's on. Oh my gosh. Checker for the oh one two checker. Yes, what a time. What a time. Oh, praise the Lord, niggas. Praise Welcome them every back day. to <laughs> Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I am Jade. And we are here yes. to talk about the scam that is adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes. Shout out to Ron Isley of being a real <laughs> live adult. In the year of our Lord, 2019. What's cracking? Ain't nothing, sis. Um, we are back doing this again. And it's and, and we're here in good spirits. Uh, had a good weekend, so we're coming off of that. Um, I had my mom moment. Noah had her recital, her second recital. And so I was super, super, super proud. Uh, I also got to spend some sister time this weekend. Our sister Nikki came in town. And we went out and we got to be bougie for an evening and all that. She made us put on shoes. Key was out here looking Dang. like like the no. beautiful no, green people of the Wiz. <laughs> no, that's what Sierra looked like at the Met Gala. That is what she, she stepped looked out like of at the, the thing. Gala. And I was like, I've got to be seen. Green. <laughs> Would it be caught dead? Red. Red. <laughs> my favorite movie of all time. You cannot love, just say that. You can't say those lyrics. Like, just, you have to say it. I've got to be seen. Green. Green. Would it be caught, caught dead? dead? And red. red. And then you got to dance. I just love it. I love the grandeur and the drama. I love the grandeur love and the drama it. of black people in general. But how was your week, your weekend, all of that, all of that? I mean, no complaints. It's all good in the hood, man. We working. We doing what we got to do. 
Amen. You know, we don't have no complaints. Ain't nobody listening no way. So we might as well just keep on with the keep on, you know. That's it. Ain't no complaints. Racks in the bank. Fuck what you think. Well, we got trash to get into. <laughs> I make mean, kids so tired and it brings me joy. <laughs> it brings me we joy. We got trash to get to. <laughs> so let Let's us go get to it with, with hey. <laughs> All right, so it's trash time. Let's go on and take it out. So, sis, mm-hmm. did you happen to see the red table talk with... No. Okay. <laughs> I do not. I do know that the whole internet is upset. All of you blacks on Al Gore's internet is mad with Aisha Curry, right? They now. are. And they, and they usually are. And but I don't understand. I don't know what she said. I do know that she has a tendency to say... Uh, unseemly things. things yeah um but you know i feel like just kind of mm-hmm. observing having not seen what she said i've heard it i mean i've heard you know just kind of like i've got it secondhand but i haven't watched it for myself so i don't have like the contextual information that i need to make to have an opinion but i will say this i feel like there there's you know on this kind of social media thing we have we as a people have got to be careful because I think we confuse um, popularity and visibility with authority or expertise. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like when I'm reading all of this critique of Aisha Curry, one of the things that is is present in my mind is that I wonder if we are holding Aisha to a higher standard than we should, because. Um, I know she kind of postures herself as, I don't even want to say that because I don't know that for sure, but I feel like people kind of put her in this place where she is a role model or a model of sorts. And I don't Mm. feel like, you know, I agree with that. And I'm I'm just very careful because I feel like the internet popularity notoriety has a tendency to give people credibility that they did not earn so i'm i'm reading all of these things all this commentary about what aisha curry said and what is just ringing in my soul and what's what the question that i just cannot seem to shake is like why do we care like <laughs> like why have we given aisha curry so much i know that she has said things um, that you know people disagree with, but her and everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like I don't know why people expect different from Aisha Curry because she's always been who she is, right? And that's not me having a judgment of her. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I know enough about her to feel one way or another. But she's always, if nothing else, she's consistent. So why do we feel like we hold like it's? I don't know. I just we get all worked up about about her and hold her to a standard that she's never met (laughs) so Um, as far as kind of like being um objective right i feel mm -hmm. like she views all things through the lens of her lived experience who she is is who she was absolutely trained and socialized to be Mm -hmm. so why is it that we expect her to speak to the experiences of people um that she don't know nothing about like aisha curry is living the life she was groomed to live yeah, I so I watched it because okay. you know I saw the internet ablaze and I had thirty minutes in between recording 
Jaden XD and recording Get Grown. So I said, let me watch this so that I can form a sound opinion. Okay. On what's happening here, right? I agree with everything you said. Um, I don't feel one way or the other about Aisha Curry. I think that the memes and the gifts about her are absolutely hilarious. And <laughs> that's just the child in me. But outside of that, like that girl, I don't know that girl. So I don't have no opinion about that girl. I watched the thing. And I know, like you said, she said some unseemly things in the past, you know, where you just kind of be like, uh, what? I don't, I didn't see anything worth attacking you know what i'm saying i'm not I saying mean, anybody like anybody's ever worth it to, but i didn't see anything like that would sit in, that sent me into it oh bitch like yeah i, I felt I like, like she talks about her experience a lot and i'm like well why can't we just let the girl talk about her life as she lives it because and the thing about it is how are you gonna speak on other people's experiences if you don't have them true i mean i just feel like okay y'all want to be mad with aisha hey have your fun. I just don't, don't look at what she says. Like just, all she spoke about in the thing was she talked about because they were talking. It was it was her. And that was another like misleading thing. And the Internet gets ablaze and then they don't give all the facts. I didn't realize. I thought it was a sit down with Aisha Curry and then, you know, the the pinket pinkets and um, pinkets. Nah, but it was like somebody else. It, it was, was like her mom. Was it her, her mother in law? Her mother in law. Steph's mother. It was and Steph's sister, sister um, and it was their other sister-in-law-to-be who just got engaged um, to one of the other brothers. Like, it was all of them. Well, Apparently why do we need very, to talk to them? Well, because the whole thing was about being the wife of an athlete and some um, of the challenges that you face. And with no. Steph's father having played basketball, um, his mother grew up, be, you know, having a husband who played basketball and then... Um, uh, Doc Rivers' daughter actually is the sister-in-law who is engaged to um, Steph's brother and then okay. Steph's sister is there and okay. she's also married to a ball player. So all okay. of them are married to ball players. And so it was talking to them. They were talking to them about the challenges of being the wife of a ball player, um, about feeling like, you know, how you don't want to disappear. And, you know, you want to have your own. You want to have your own money. You don't want to look up and your children are grown and you haven't done anything for yourself. And which are all valid things. And then um, they, she spoke, you know, they said, well, how you deal with the groupies? Like, how you deal with, like, you know, the women? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how do you feel about that or whatever? And she was honest about her experience, what bothers her, how she handles it, how she handles, you know, how she feels like a lot of times she doesn't have personal space and how people have invaded that. You know what I'm saying? Also, there she's got an experience that, like, me or you does not have. She said that she never had any racial issues whatsoever. Like she never experienced any sort of anything because she grew up in Canada and then came over here as a teenager. Okay. So it's like, I can't be mad at this girl for how, you know, her life or her opinions on, on her actual life. You know, if she wants to, if she speaks as an authority where she says women need to dress like this, okay, there's a problem there. Fair. But right. if she's speaking right now about her experience and they're asking her questions about how she feels about stuff in her life. Who am I to get mad at that? Yeah, I just feel like we get really upset and we kind of like, like I'm, I, what, what blew me away is that people were regarding her commentary as if she was a spokesperson for all of us. And I'm just like, Aisha no. Curry ain't never spoke for me. Um, I didn't grow up with a white mother. 
I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Aisha Curry is always speaking on behalf of Aisha Curry. And I feel like we give people with large platforms a lot of flack because there is a responsibility when you do have that level of visibility. Mm -hmm. But like I said, like I was saying before, visibility does not always equal authority or credibility. Right. So it's like. She, it don't like having a platform doesn't mean that doesn't make you kind of like an authority or a, a model figure. It just makes you a people, a person who 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 says things that a lot of people hear, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there and exactly. there's a lot that comes with that. So I just feel like I didn't, I wasn't expecting the internet to blow up. You ate. After, I, I didn't after, see the reason for people to be so big mad. Like I really just didn't. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I know hit dogs holler like, are you all all part no, of I'm the tragic saying, mulatto now, was militia? It, or? I feel like, was it <laughs> ironic? Isn't it a little bit of irony that, I mean, because I think people are saying that it is a little bit of her eating her words because of some of the things that she said about like, um, you know, modest clothes or, or women feel not wearing exactly. modest clothes. And then her kind of saying that she doesn't get attention. People are like, oh. So, but I, I do feel like I, which okay, fair like right, y'all can but I do, laugh at that though, right? Why are you but I mad? do feel like yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you know everyone's entitled to their opinions about it, but I don't know that I don't know that it, it is it is something that I expected to to be as as large an issue as I feel like it's been at least according to my timeline. I signed on after work or mm-hmm. as I was like wrapping up at work. Um, maybe between like like six to seven o'clock, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Why is everybody is mad? Like, what? Okay." I was just like, "I don't know what Aisha said, but y'all feel ways about it." Um, I- and then like you know, people started <laughs> telling me you know what was going on, and I said, "You know, I haven't had opportunity to watch yet, but I'm I'm going to try to make a point to watch the the video at some point." But from what I gathered so far. I don't I don't know I I don't know that I was seeing why the people were in a bag. I don't I don't see why the people were in a bag. And I mean and yes, there is a the the iron knee haha is that uh-huh. of of her speaking about women like you said women wearing modest clothing and then wanting attention. But at the same time, I maybe look at it from another standpoint. It's refreshing that she's even being honest enough to say like Yo, I'm this married woman. I got this kid, these kids and shit. But like, sometimes I want a nigga to look at me. <laughs> you know True, what I'm I saying? Think like, I mean, that's that's totally. I'm like, fair. why? You know, you know. Now, if you all are mad because of the the modest clothing, well, she didn't say like, well, maybe I need to set my titties out. Yeah. Because then, then and I could I think, be, right. could be like, well, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> so I don't feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess I see it, but it's just not as black or white an issue for me. Same, same. That's, but I, I just started so. funny. Just like, mm, okay, y'all. Okay, but, but in the same vein, okay, but different. Um, oh Lord, Blackish has been renewed for a sixth season. Okay, and, yes, congratulations to the cast. And then they now have another spinoff. Okay, that will be called Mixedish. It will be the backstory of Rainbow um as growing no. up as that no, hippie child you. that she was raised as. I'm all set. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes. So, All oh, right. but Tracy Ellis Ross, you know, we, yeah, I, you know, mixed dish is not my favorite. It's not, it's not my favorite concept and it's not my favorite name. I'm, well, but, I just feel like, okay. You know, I, I mean, you I know, need to give, maybe cool. I need to give it a chance. I'm initially, I'm a, uh, I wouldn't say I'm annoyed, but I'm just like, nah. You're right. <laughs> mixed dish is just like a, it's just kind of an off putting name, I think. 
Um, the backstory of Rainbow Johnson, yes, I do. People's different experiences need to be told, of course. I just, I think the name is just a bit unsavory. It's white. But um, <laughs> I don't like the mixed-ish, you know, person who is behind Tracy Ellis Ross <laughs> is actually going to be an executive producer for the first time. So that's something that we well, can we stand a working queen. Absolutely, we we know, stand. We love, we love our black queens, and then Indeed. I guess if we're just going, we're just going to keep marching right through this. Mulatto militia. Okay. Meghan Markle had her baby. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. I just keep the top of the trash mad light skin that we can just baby. get to it. So she had a baby. I we don't know the name, correct, right? We don't, but we know that the little booger was seven pounds and three ounces. Oh, a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. A healthy baby. Congratulations to the first <laughs> black lady of the royal court <laughs> and her family. <laughs> Megan Markle <laughs> First of her name <laughs> Queen of all biracials <laughs> <laughs> You're so <laughs> Holy God She had a baby Congratulations to the family yes, And indeed. let's see What else Okay so um, There's a student By the name of Thomas Torres Mayo Torena Okay Who was pulled over In Tucson Tucson, Tucson, Arizona, uh, and taken by Border Patrol. And this is three weeks before his high school graduation. Gotcha. So more than 100 students in his high school um, in Arizona walked out in protest to the Pima County Sheriff's Department uh, because they said it's not right that their classmate is not getting to graduate and that this is happening to him. Uh, so, you know, we I just thought that was something that was... My kind of carrying on. Yeah, something that's worth mentioning. And I really hope that things tur- turn out for Thomas. You know, I'm just, I'll I be trying to, at this government at this point, like, gives me, they just give me anxiety. I sometimes just shut down and don't even know what's going on. Unless I like, I have to tune myself in at this point because it is just so distressing every time I look at the news. So distressing. Um, Common opened up about uh, sexual abuse in his childhood. Really? Yeah, he has a new memoir com- coming out called Let Love Have the Last Word. Mm. So he has um, that coming out, and he spoke about um, encountering sexual abuse by a family friend uh, as a child, um, and it started on a family trip. So um, I hate to hear that, but, it you know, it is... Uh, I don't know the right word. I don't want to say refreshing, but it's necessary when black men speak up as well about the sexual abuse that they encounter, because we know that it's not always um, as focused on or taken as seriously sometimes. And it's important that we see how this affects all of us in our community and how it kind of perpetuates cycles and whatnot. So I appreciate uh, him speaking out about this and speaking up and putting that out there for us to read, because I think that it's important. Uh, agreed. Um, um, before you move forward, can we backtrack uh-huh. just a little bit? Yes, we can. Um, because I, I something came across my timeline that I wanted to 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 present to the trash. Okay. So CNN, uh, uh, in light of the announcement of you know the royal baby's birth, um, ran a story in response, um, um, to the to the announcement. And uh, the title of the, the headline of that particular story was How Black Will Royal Baby Be? Mm-hmm. Which is ever problematic. Mm, yeah. um, so I just wanted to shout out Solid- Soledad O'Brien for calling out 
uh, <laughs> calling out the um, CNN for posting this this disgusting and, and, and incredibly insensitive uh, headline. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. That so the really headline directed readers to an, an analysis labeled don't use the royal birth to trot out a dangerous myth and urged people to turn the baby into another great mixed race hope. <laughs> so yeah um they uh yeah well this yeah. is the appropriate segment for that indeed so um Trash. cnn that's just a mess cnn so, I mean, the new fox news yeah because like what it's kind just, of shit is that i mean you know she just kind of called cnn out for not having enough people of color you know, uh, at the right tables make, uh, making decisions, someone could have uh, stopped this headline yeah. before it broke and really just kind of and really kind of made the network aware of how inappropriate it was. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah. I'm disgusted. I too. CNN's lack, uh, she said, uh, the NAACP also made a statement saying CNN's lack of black representation in leadership roles is troubling and another example of the media industry's reluctance to address an issue that continues to plague newsrooms across the country. Mm. So, mm. out mm -hmm. here, just out here, Yo, just out here being, being out here. trash. Mm -hmm. Out here just thinking and ranking. Yeah. Well, ew. <laughs> well, in more other weird news, um, <laughs> Raspberry Beret is joining the cast of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. To do what exactly? Um, I don't know. Cry? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's not nice. Okay. Uh, I don't. I'm. Not, I just feel like the young man is quite troubled. He doesn't look well, uh, and I heard he's not doing well on this tour. I heard all of the other, all of the other B2K members are are in tip top shape. You know, snap, crackle, and popping all over the stage, pop locking, and doing whatever they do. But I heard he's not doing very well. And he doesn't look very well when I see him. Is he? Oh, well, I hope he's all right. I you know, hope the, so, too. Some people, you know. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that noise. I just, right? <laughs> that is such a mood. <laughs> I just. Okay. I think I'm just, that's really, I think that's all I have to say. You sure? Because I feel like there's a lot more heaviness just, up underneath mm, that, that noise that you just made. Raz B, like, okay, sis. Like, <laughs> all right. I know. I know. All right. And I, you know, it's, 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 it's complicated because I know, you know, some Isn't of the it? allegations that he's made in the past and like, and then it, I don't, it's just hard. You know what I'm saying? He's made these, said these things and then he said that, these things have happened to other people and then other people are like, yo, I don't know what this dude is talking about. And then he just doesn't look well. Like it just, it, I just want to make, I just hope that whatever he needs, he gets. Agree. And I don't feel like love and hip hop is it because Mona Scott Young is the devil. Um, lastly on the trash, I figured I'd save the fun stuff. The Met Gala. Indeed. So who are your favorite looks? Um, well, I, you know, we must speak Billy Porter's name first. Oh, absolutely. First and foremost. Um, I, I got a kick out of, uh, Sierra. I thought she looked really pretty. Um, and I also got a kick out of Janelle Monet. Mm. Um, JLo, I felt like rose to the occasion. 
Uh, as did uh, uh, Alina Waith. Mm. Um, uh, we cannot, you know, not talk about Cardi. Oh, listen, we, can, we she, cannot. She showed up blood clot. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, I mean, it was just a lot. Mother Celine, Mother Celine Dion, mm, mother. Um, Queen of uh, all yeah. Jamaicans, but she's not Jamaican. <laughs> but yeah, it was it. I, I mean, you know, it was an event. I had to. I have to admit that I had to really kind of do some research and learn more about camp, the camp theme and what it was about. Um, mm-hmm. And now that I have a bit more insight, I don't feel like you know. I mean, I guess people kind of were insistent upon staying true to themselves. Um, and there were people who were comfortable to really kind of, you know, go there with the theme. And then mm-hmm. there were those who tried to, like, just give it a nudge. Mm. Um, like people like Regina King and, and Ava DuVernay. I thought that they looked nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was just probably, probably as close to camp as they were willing to get. Probably so. I would <laughs> so, imagine. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't mad. Lady Gaga, you know, put on a show. <laughs> she definitely um, thought she had a concert going. She did. I mean, she made it. She just, yeah, it was a whole lot. Lupita did a good job. I mean, it was, you know, the people were out. I wasn't mad. Uh, I thought Gabby and, and Duane looked nice as well. <laughs> Janelle Monet was my favorite. Nice. Outside of Billy Porter, of course. Um, <clears throat> Tessa Thompson. And her dominatrix look. Oh yes, yes, I, I did. I I was I was remiss in failing to acknowledge Tessa and that legendary braid. That dominatrix oh. braid that was not that braid a slavery was whip. Legendary, honey, it was it was a braid. It was a braid and not a not a slavery whip, guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry for those who <laughs> misconstrued and didn't see those giant pleather boots that she had on. <laughs> um. Big Frida and Sierra. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, Big, Big Frida, Frida, my favorite. Name. Yeah. Hibby, 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 oh, hibby, and uh, <laughs> Janet Mock, I thought, looked amazing. Oh, yeah. They said that um, RuPaul did the Met Gala for the first time, but I don't feel like I saw any pictures of Ru. Uh, so RuPaul was there, and I did see pictures. Um, however, he was dressed uh, in a suit. Oh. Yeah, he was not in drag. And okay. so... Um, I, yeah, and I I was. Well, he said he doesn't he doesn't do drag unless yes. he's paid, which uh, is what XD said, and I was like, that's all fine and good, but my nigga, it's the Met Gala, like it's nobody's asking you to like attend listen, a child's birthday party. Like, was, I mean, he needs a contract. He is not getting he is not getting dressed for work, bitch. It's the Met Gala. I mean, I guess, <laughs> but he has policies. He has a he well, has a you policy. Know what? Then fine. You can just do whatever you came to do and, you know, continue to do whatever you're doing. Um, you know, RuPaul gets on my nerves because RuPaul ain't really here for the for, for the black drag queens. Hmm. So, you know, I feel ways. But like I said to XD, Lena Waithe was here for the black drag queens. And we speak Lena's name out this beat. I, I appreciated the outfit. I know there are varying opinions. But I did appreciate it. Um, I, I did like LOL at the at the misspell. You know, shit happens. And <laughs> Lena says she invented a new word. Invin- That's fine. Invented. 
Invented. <sighs> that's so, it's okay. That's all right, because we love Lena. And that was the Met Gala. So that's the trash this week. Not so bad. No, but we do have a beautiful shout out. My sister's popping right now. Like. So I love shouting out our women of color who are doing things. This week we have India Henderson out of Houston, Texas of Canvas um, MUA. So India... Fun fact is actually the cousin of our sister, Nikki, of NL Makeup. <coughs> Excuse me. And India has a, she's a makeup artist, a beautiful makeup artist, actually. They work together quite often, and you can find her on Instagram under canvas underscore MUA. But India has a lip line uh, with lip paint, lip paint, hydrogloss, and complimentary liners. And so... Um, Nikki actually sends a message to us all and she says, personally, the lip paint and flirt and the gloss and champagne are the bee's knees and everybody knows Nikki is our favorite makeup artist. So, um, make sure you guys go check out India of Canvas MUA, support our women of color who are out here doing things. I would absolutely love to have 1 million colors by a black woman who has put out a lip line. Like, so I'm getting ready to go get everything. So make sure you guys check it out. We'll put all of the information in the description box. And also it was India's birthday last week. So birthday, sis. how fun would it be for a huge gift to come from the community of black women buying from black women? I think that's absolutely beautiful. So again, you'll be able to find all the information in the description box. That's canvasmua.com and canvas underscore MUA on Instagram. Show you right. Also too, as well. Oh, yes. in the interest of supporting Black women in business, um, it was I was made aware that it is Black Business Week here oh. in the district. Um, and you know, just in the way of that, I actually visited. I had a visit. I had a, a, a my six month cleaning with my favorite dentist, Dr. Takesha Preston of Dimples Dental Suite. Um, she's right in uh, right in DC, and it's really just like the most kind of. The, it's the the wealthiest dental experience I've ever had. If you are looking for <laughs> premier premier dental care, I talked about it on my stories earlier today. If you are yes, looking for premier dental care and just to get your your gums treated like a wealthy white woman, you need to go and visit Dimples Dental Suite. Um, it's dimplesdentalsuite.com or you can find uh, Dr. Takesha Preston on Instagram. Make sure you check her out. Make sure you tell her that Takia sent you. Um, and yeah, go get your, I mean, good, good clean gums are, are the way of the Lord. Now we only get one set of teeth, <laughs> so we've got to do our due diligence do. to care for these Jake jokers before they kickball change out of our mouth. So you don't want the periodontal to sneak up on you. You do not. You do not. You do not. So everybody check, check out, um, the shout outs this week. Make sure you support, um, 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 what is it? Dimples. Um, Dentist no, no, no. Suite. Dim, Dimples oh. Dental Suite. But I was talking about the Oh, the lip, Canvas the MUA. Products. Yes. Canvas MUA. But what's the lip line called? That's what I was... I knew it was Canvas Canvas. MUA. It's all under Canvas. Oh, yes. Make sure you cap the, the lip products for um, um, Cam, Canvas MUA and um, be sure that you support uh, Dimples Dental Suite in D.C. Yes. Good job. All right. Let's move on to the kitchen table towel. Sometimes finding your place means getting lost along the way. Peacock's hit original series, Bel Air, is back for a new season with an ensemble cast of icons and breakout stars, including Jabari Banks' Will and special appearances from Saweetie and Tatiana Ali, OG Ashley from The Fresh Prince. This new season finds the Banks family and Will at a crossroads. 
When a betrayal shatters the dream of Will's journey to a new life, he must pick up the pieces and decide how to shape his own story. The strength of the Banks family is about to be tested like never before. From major career moves for Phil and Viv, to Hillary, Carlton, and Ashley fighting to stay true to themselves. Plus, will Jeffrey find his way back? One thing's for sure, they've got a legacy to build and it'll take all of them to build it. This is Must Stream TV. Watch Bel Air, February 23rd, only on Peacock. All right, y'all. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, sis. Thank you, sis. Well, it's Mother's Day week. And while we recognize that, you know, um, this is a holiday that's kind of, you know, celebrated nationally, we also recognize the fact that, you know, everyone may not celebrate Mother's yep. Day for whatever reason, whether it be you're grieving the loss of, of, of your mother through death or through a strained relationship, um, you know, we, we recognize that. And we, d- we didn't want to alienate anybody. So in we were hoping that we could have a broader conversation about celebrating women uh, motherly f- or motherly figures in your mm-hmm. life. If it's not your biological mother or someone who is in your family or related to you, we just thought we would have a conversation um, about the ways in which, you know, women and women, black women, specifically women of color, um, just have a, a intuitive capacity for nurturing and caring for um, one another. So, in celebration of mothers and motherly figures, we thought we would have a conversation about the advice that we've received from our moms um, over the years. And the things that when we heard her say it the first time, we may or may not have taken it as seriously as we should have. But now that we've done a little bit of living, mm. we, can, we can say with great assurance that she was right. Um, and we were wrong. So we thought we would talk about we would talk about that today and just kind of give some instances um, and share some advice that we received when we were younger that we thought was some bull swanky. But we've later learned that it was actual, actual, uh, valuable and useful information. So, sis, I'm going to kick it to you first. What are some of the things that come to mind when you think about um, kind of the advice that your mother gave or suggestions that she that she made to you as you know when you were in your teens and 20s that you weren't paying attention to then but you have learned um that you should have paid attention to now well besides the fact uh of me needing to do more with my credit as i have said a number of times and take care of that like a precious lamb um i paid that not a bit of attention Uh, And then I learned my lesson the hard way later on in life. Um, My my mom told me my 30s were going to be my best years. And obviously I had to wait until my 30s to find out that they were going to be my best years. But, you know, when I'm younger, I'm like, when you start hitting your 20s and you going out and, you know, you having a good time, you're like, I'm living the life right now. Like, this is it. This is lit right now. No, but something about your 30s is much different. Like it feels different. If you feel more settled in yourself and who you are, um, you even have fun different. Like, and you feel good about having fun. You're, you, the people who are around you are different. If you're living your life the way that you know you need to be living it or you want to be living it, the people around you are different. Like, it's it's just a different experience. And I didn't pay it much attention before, but now that I'm sitting staunchly in it. Uh, the words ring very loud in my ears and I'm like, mm-hmm. I see what she was talking about. Like it is, you got to let, it's like, it's a level up. It's a level up from your twenties, your twenties, you're figuring stuff out. And while you're having a good time doing it, like you're confused and 
you know, you dress ugly and, you know, it's like all manner, all manners of things. But when you hit your thirties, this is, this is just, what is, what are the children saying these days? It just, it, hit, it just hit different. It hit different. <laughs> but what about you, sis? Similarly, I think, uh, one of the things that my mother tried to drill into me as, um, a young person was the importance of taking care of myself first and prioritizing, mm-hmm. um, my, myself first in terms of like, especially financially mm-hmm. paying myself, um, putting money aside for myself. Every woman needs to have her own money somewhere. Ah! Um, and, maybe, and maybe it was because, um, at the time, I was uh, taking care. I was being taken care of. Like I wasn't maybe because she was giving me this advice as she was, you know, taking care of me and she was my security, mm-hmm. um, my security net to ensure that I, I didn't have to fend for myself. Maybe that's why I didn't take it seriously. But I, I really wish that I would have heeded her advice. My mom told me when I was really young, you know, after, you know, when you pay your tithes, pay yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 10 percent that you give to the Lord. Put 10% of every paycheck in an account and let that be what you pay yourself and you live off the rest, um, you know, aside from like, you know, general savings. But if I think about now, if I would, when she told me that at 18, 19 years old, if I would have started that practice, then my financial situation would be different. Um, And I guess I just always thought that I would have plenty of time. But the reality is... um, you know, I just, I mean, I really, it just, it just hit different now. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I really wish I would have had created that security for myself. Um, Cause I guess I, I mean, and fully being transparent, like, I guess I just never expected. I mean, I always knew that I could take care of myself and I would take care of myself if I needed to. I guess I never thought that I would have to still be solely taking care of myself at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we getting it done though. Ain't no complaints, but if I would have known then what I know now, I certainly would have been putting 10% of all my little checks away. Um, and just kind of like having that practice, having that practice. Um, you know, if I would have carried that through my twenties and into my thirties, I think I would have fared better. Um, you know, just think about it. Like, if I, I mean, that could have been like a down payment for my house is right there. Just there, just there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I guess I was just out here worried about the wrong things. <laughs> Well, you completely stole my second one, but it's fine because mm-hmm. I can just I can just add on to it. Okay. So my mother too instilled instilled so hard in me and my sister for us to be able to take care of ourselves always. Um, that whole paying yourself situation is um uh, that is that's gems. I hope you all wrote that down. <laughs> but she wanted us to make sure she was like, listen, I'm married to your father, you know. It, it is what it is, but you all need to make sure that you are always able to take care of yourself and you don't never tell no nigga all the money that you got. <laughs> oh, that's a word. That's it. That is a word. <laughs> she was like, you put some money away for yourself. You always put a little money away. She was like, and you never let a nigga know all the money you got because they'll <laughs> spend it all. You don't let nobody know. I don't feel like you let anybody right. know all the money you got. But she was saying as close as you can get with your spouse, there still needs to be uh, uh, there needs still needs to be a cushion there for you to be able to take care of you and and not and not have to rely on them. And should there ever be a time when it's just you, 
you need to be okay with it being just you. But she's like, always a nest egg. Always put it in there, put it away, and be and be smart about it. And I was like, mm. and she's right. Yeah. She's absolutely oh, yeah. right because you know, I know you know. There's there's different types of people on this earth, but you know your your, your spouse will sometimes you know get excited about certain things, and they may be like, yeah, we got this coming in. We about to do this, blah 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 blah. And it's like, uh, mm-hmm. but wait, we have this to do. But you know. You just always want to be t- be able to take care of yourself. My grandma told me the same thing. My grandma had eight kids. And when my, my grandfather had a really uh, bad drinking problem for a long time, and it got to a point where she had to leave him, and she took them, them youngest three kids and was like, yo, I'm out. I'm about to go to my brother's house. And my grandma said she left so that he could get himself together, and he knew that she was serious about her shit, but she was like, I was able to do that because I always set something aside for myself. Indeed. So that's definitely something that that rings also very loudly in my ears. Gotta have some move quick on your feet money, just, you know, ready to go on the ready. Okay, yep. Where you can get to it. Absolutely. Um, I had a conversation today with uh, my good sister, Dr. Commodore. Shout out to you, Felicia. Hey, Um, Felicia. (laughs) But we were just kind of talking about, you know, just the show and what what we were thinking about doing this week. And she said her mother said something that that, um, I thought was worth sharing. And she said, my mom told me when I was in high school that you can you can never make a grown man do anything he didn't already want to do or was open to doing. Um, and Felicia said, I thought that she was being dramatic, but I have found it to be pretty true. No matter how many cartwheels, headstands you do or hoops you jump through, none of it makes a man do anything simply because you did it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, um, I think that's real. I think a lot of us, um, it just made me think of, you know, advice that I've always gotten that you can never change a man. That's just real. I think it teach it's it's good it's good a good lesson to pay attention to who people are as we're getting to know them. Um, you know, and you know, to be in relationships, um never with the never never to approach relationships with the intention of changing somebody's behavior. Because ultimately, like Felicia's mom said, you can never make anybody, mm. especially a man, do anything. <laughs> Um, I don't think that you can. I think that's good advice. You can't make somebody do anything that they that they didn't they don't want to do or they didn't in, uh, plan to do in the first place. So, mm. just sharing that one. Ooh, that's a word. That is yes. a word. Uh, I think the next thing is um, my mom told me that girl's not my friend. Mm-hmm. And I got that one too, loud and clear. Um, some of them were, but a lot of them were not. and and I didn't figure it out until years later certain things would happen you know and then as I get older now I can recognize certain behaviors that are unsavory Uh, and it also helps me to really 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 appreciate the people who are in my life now and all the women who are in my especially the women in my life my sisters who are in my life they're very important to me and I can see how those relationships hit different (laughs) now, you know, having a little bit more perspective as opposed to being younger and not really listening like that. But she told me these certain people were not my friends and they weren't. 
and I learned lessons, you know, I learned, I learned lessons hard ways and sometimes had to learn it myself, you know, through my own experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it does help me to like really appreciate the people that I have. I really do. And I say it often because I really feel it. I'm very grateful for everybody who's in my life. And I'm really, really grateful for the sisterhood um, that we've all built together. It means a lot to me. And it's, it's, it, it's different now. Like it's a different type of sisterhood than what you have with people in your 20s. There are people who you take with you into your life but, or through your life. But there are, people, there are a lot of them who fall off. Yeah. That was the way my mom framed it was just like, you know, I know you feel like these people that you are with now are the people that you're going to be with forever. But, you know, friendships don't work that way. Mm -hmm. And of course, I thought that she was hating at the time. But um, I have learned that, you know, you go through people, you go through phases where, you know, they're, they're like there are seasons like the old mm -hmm. cliche says there are some people in your life who are, you know, like leaves on the tree and they fall mm -hmm. off when the seasons change. And there's people who are roots and branches and they stick around um, through different uh, uh, phases and, and growth cycles. But I think my mom was really keen on um, helping me to be okay and comfortable with transitioning in and out mm -hmm. of relationships. And by cultivate, and, and cultivating that space with me by encouraging me to be okay with being by myself. Um, yep. um, because, and, and that's something that I didn't really come to appreciate until much later, but she was right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Uh, you have to be able to enjoy your own company. If you don't enjoy being with you, it's really hard to get other people to enjoy being with you. Um, and, and, and not to develop relationships out of a place of loneliness or desperation, but because you actually, you know, because that, 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 you know, doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't mm -hmm. serve you and it doesn't serve them. So, um, that's dope. Um, more practically speaking, I remember being a teenager uh, and, you know, when it was <coughs> around the time to do house chores, my mother told me that I should develop the habit of doing a little housework every day <laughs> to help me manage, you know, all of the responsibilities of keeping mm. a home. Mm. And when I tell you that I am filled with woeful regret that I did not take heed to that advice as I sit in the in the Himalayas of growth of laundry <laughs> that surround me. I am I am surrounded by mountains <laughs> of laundry. Greg Canyon up this bit. I and, and I mean I know that um you know I'm not a, I'm not proud to say that. Uh, Proud. I'm, no, I'm grateful reality. to say that all of, yeah, no, but I'm saying I'm all the clothes that I that I have on are cl are clean, um, but I'm just <laughs> saying that there's lots there's lots of laundry around, um, and then mm -hmm. I regret not cultivating that practice of doing a little bit of housework every day, so that I'm not inundated with um, all of my clothes at one time. Niggas be tired, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas come home and we be exhausted and it's hard sometimes. It's stressful though because I, I can imagine though, I, when I, this is what, this is where I find myself shaming, right? Because I think about my mom. When my mm -hmm. mom was my age, she had two children. Yep. Looking at her, hungry all yep. the time. And I'm sure she was tired. Like, 
I'm certain. I mean, thankfully she had help. You know, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles were there to help. Um, and we were all, most of us were staying in my grandparents' house at the time. So, you know, there was a division of labor, so to speak. But um, it's a challenge mm-hmm. uh, navigating that, right? Because, you know, I'm, I, I, and y'all know me, I work long hours, you know, and I got lots of jobs. And I will say that the last thing that I feel like doing when I come home is washing clothes, but it has mm. to be done. Mm. Um, so I have to kind of like manage myself around that. And unfortunately, I'm not able to, you know, go to my mother for, for support and advice in that place in that, in that, in that way um, because she's, you know, not entirely sympathetic. But, you know, we're working on it. We're dealing with it. I'm grateful that my mother taught me how to properly clean a house. Oh, I mean, I know how to do it. I oh, mean, I know. The no, no, are there. I know. <laughs> I oh no, sis. I don't think you understand that. I got the Swiss Alps of motherfucking laundry <laughs> going on right now. Like you are not alone. As much as I hate that creepy ass song, mm. um, I, however, am just. I'm. I'm just glad. Like I think I started taking it on. I always kept a clean house. But I, I really take it to heart now. I think especially because, you know, everything in my home are things that I've worked really hard to have and so forth. So I make a, a, a real strong effort to, you know, wipe behind appliances, bleach out sinks. I always did that. But like wiping, I'm, I'd be down like, you know, cleaning baseboards and whatnot, like really taking pride in my home. And I'm grateful for my mother for teaching us, even when it was irritating and there was other things that I wanted to be doing and we were deep cleaning on a Saturday. I'm grateful that she had us doing that because now I know how 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 I want my home to be and what feels good. And I know how to get that done because there's a lot of people. There's people who keep a nasty house, but then there's people who truly don't know how to clean. It's fascinating. Wow. It's fascinating. Did you see that debate on Twitter <clears throat> a couple weeks back? One of these millennials said something about um, one of these younger millennials said something about people being nasty because they wash their hair in the kitchen sink. Oh, Jesus. I was like, well, what other way? Where, where else are you supposed to wash it? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, I don't have no other experience outside of getting my hair done in the kitchen. Such generational gaps. I just, I don't. Did they did they stop doing that? Because I definitely do Noah's hair in the kitchen. I just feel like that's like a rites of passage for young black women, young black girls, young young little girls of color. <laughs> I I really I do I do I feel like this is a thing we all got up on the counter, and then when you got too big to get up on the counter, you had to lean over the sink. Some of us had that rubber hose attachment where you put it up to the sink. That was a luxury because my mother used to take a big cup. A big cup. <laughs> or or uh, or a container, like a, a sherbet container. Yes. And she would have it yes. sitting on the side of the sink to it rinse your head rinsing. about 12 times. So good. And I mean, I used to be, I was dramatic, so I used to have like... It's in my ears. It's in my lungs and my teeth. My mother used to, because, I mean, the water would run over my face and it would give me anxiety. I I would think that I was drowning. And my mother used to give me a washcloth to put over my face. Like, and she would be like, just hold it, just hold it. So, I mean, it would help me to catch the water so that I wouldn't be like, Thinking that I was going to drown in the kitchen <laughs> sink. My mom, my mom would, she would pop me in the head with the comb because she'd be like, you are not about to drown in the sink. <laughs> like, she 
If you had a fan, if you had a hose, you was doing good. Y'all had a fan. Y'all didn't, fans. No, we didn't have the hose growing up. My mother didn't get the hose till I was about 13. And I was like, where has this been all my life? Because we were we had grown up with the big cup and the rolled cup. up towel. Listen. So when you laid on when you were small enough to lay on the counter, my mother would roll the towel up, put it at the edge because you know the back of your neck would be, <laughs> be killing you. That neck. And then when I had to start leaning over the sink, she would oh, put was, the towel. I remember leaning uh, like this way. So yes, yeah. leaning this way. Yes, indeed. And she would roll the towel up and tell me to put my face in. And she's like, I don't want to hear your mouth about drowning in a kitchen sink me, anymore. That was me. I'd be like, <laughs> say, and she would be like, Takia, please. <laughs> She what like, girl? I'd be like, you are too going big in for my this nose. <laughs> it's going in my nose. <laughs> my like, ears, my ears, my it's going in my face. She I can't like, breathe. It's going down like, my throat. I just want you to just calm yourself down. Good times. Oh God, these are good times, and they they are good black times. And I am very grateful that I have the experience. And for all of those who think it's nasty, if you have a young, if there's a younger generation here, <laughs> and your mother just so happened to not wash your hair in the kitchen sink. And you feel ways about people getting their hair you washed in the kitchen not sink. Clean your sink. This you is what I'm trying to say. Your like, good. your mother must not have taught you how to bleach out a kitchen sink when you're done with it. Like, I am of it, and, and I don't want to hear nothing for, about from the health nuts about bleach. <laughs> I love me a good natural cleanser. Y'all know I live for an essential oil, and I believe that it has multiple usages. However, your girl's never going to stop using bleach. Bleach is an essential part of my household. It is a key part of my blackness. <laughs> oh my it gosh. makes my teeth white. It makes my skin glow. <laughs> so. Good times. Good times. Great times. But yes, make sure you take this time to celebrate. Did you have another one, sis, or were you? No, I'm good. Make sure you take this time. So if, like Kia said in the beginning, if you have, you know, difficult relationships with your mother or you don't have your, your mother is not with you in fleshly form anymore or what have you. Um, you know, we, we are, we're here with you. We definitely want to acknowledge, we want to acknowledge all of our different experiences and don't ever want anybody to feel excluded or like they're not being recognized. Um, but take that time, like he has said to, to take motherly figures in your life, people who have had an impact on you and have taught you things that maybe you didn't quite listen to, whether it be a grandmother, an auntie, a big sister. Somebody you know down saying? to the church or the community center or the boys and girls whatever. club. Somebody who gave you a dollar for the ice cream man. Just Might somebody. Be the, lady, the candy lady, you know what I'm you with, the pickles. It could be anybody in, the, in that form. But there's been somebody in your life who has made an impact and has said things to you that might resonate with you later. And we just wanted to take the time to celebrate celebrate those. Absolutely. And we have honesty boxes to get to, so we can roll along, roll along. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of experts, gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum. 
the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured that your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should. And that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Honestly? Truly. All right. We got an honesty box to get to. Let's go ahead and give our listeners pseudonym. Sis, what would you like to call her? Let's call her Sherry Ann. <laughs> she too is Jamaican. I think our listener last week might have been Jamaican as well. <laughs> Sherry Ann says, hey, Jade and Kia. First off, let me say that the both of you always help me get my whole life together. Listen to y'all every week keeps me sane in a world of crazy caucasity happening all around me. I swear y'all are my big sisters in my head. Please don't stop doing the great things that you all are doing. Thank, Thank you, Sherry Ann. Sherry Ann. Anyway, I'm writing y'all about the ridiculous caucasity that happened to me at your job at my job last week. All right. So pause, guys. If you happen to have liquor around you, let's make this fun. I want you to take a shot for every time she says caucasity. Okay, (laughs) and go. I'm writing y'all about the ridiculous caucasity that happened to me at my job last week. I came in one morning to find two natural hair care products on my desk. One was some Diva Curl oil and the other was from Carol's Daughter. Specifically, it was Carol's Daughter 4-in-1 Combing Cream. I was livid, needless to say. There wasn't a note or anything referencing who left it there and why. I knew it was one out of two people here that would even have the caucasity to do that. Ding! Mind (laughs) you, I'm the only black girl in my office and I don't really get down with them like that. I've been at this job for about two years and I can really only think of maybe one or two times that I've mentioned my hair. So I'm still confused why she would even think that this was okay. I typically only have really light conversations with them. Eventually, I ended up throwing the products out after finding out who it came from. One of those I have friends of all races people. Mm. We all know that person. I'm still not sure if I should say anything to educate her on how racially insensitive this was. Because every time I think about it, I just get annoyed. Seeing that I'm the only black girl in this office. Oh, I feel this could easily blow up in my face and I will be viewed as the angry black woman. Facts. (laughs) It would just irk me even more for her to make it seem like it's not that big of a deal, even though it is to me. I'm pretty sure she meant well, but that just irritated the hell out of my spirit. I'm really considering quitting here for the last year, but the way these raises are set up, I'm going to have to stick it out. So I'd really love to hear what you guys think about the situation and what I should do. I kind of feel like it's not my job to educate on stuff like this, but I also don't want anybody else to try me again. By the way, she said she'd brought the products for herself, but they were too heavy for her hair. Side eye. Child, she barely had more hair than a newborn baby, so I don't know why she even bought it in the first place. I really appreciate the input, Sherry Ann. Oh, well, there wasn't as many caucasities as I thought. (laughs) Well, I hope you all enjoyed your two or three shots. (laughs) Um, So... Oh, man, this is a lot. I think, um, well, you asked me what I think about the situation. I think this is some grade A bull swanky. Um, I mm. also think that um, if it were me, I would have I would have to at least once um, get the people told. I think oh, I would have yeah. to. Sh- I, would, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could not say anything. I would mm-hmm. have to address this person 
and just let them know um, how inappropriate uh, it is to leave natural hair products um, on my desk. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know how suggestive it, I mean, it's just, just, it could be it could be uh, perceived in a lot of different ways. So I mean, I mean, uh, I think you should just be prepared for whatever response. Um, don't I wouldn't even go in with the expectation that it was going to be well received. But it's just a matter of just getting it out there into the air so that people know that it's not something that you appreciate and it should never mm-hmm. ever happen again. Um, and uh, yeah, I. Um, I would have to. I would have to say something. I don't. I don't feel like I could not say anything. Um, and as far as your comment about being perceived as an angry black woman, I mean, you're going to be perceived as an angry black woman regardless of how you you react to this. I mean, um, because you know the white woman that did it is probably going to white women her way. You know she uh, is out of, out of this. Um, she going to Daenerys her way right through it. She is going to cry. And, you know, when I was when she just learns, trying to give you a gift when she learns that you were offended. She's going to cry um, when she learns that how, how you perceived it. She's going to cry or she's um, or she's going to do the opposite, which is going to piss you off. She's going to act like it's no big deal. She's like, I bought those for myself and they didn't work. And I really thought that you might be able to use them. Why? Because I'm black. Okay. Right. So, um, bitch, that's I need combing cream. See, this is why <laughs> HR electric chair. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, that that's that's what I would do. I mean, if it were me, I would just have to say something to those people. Like, hey, man, hey, say, man, don't ever do this again. If you do, there will be other uh, consequences and repercussions. Because what's going to happen is if you are, if you do have to go, let's say this is something that continues, unfortunately, and you do have to report it. Um, you don't want to give anybody uh, the space to say that they didn't know that you felt away. That's mm. just how I, you have to cover all your bases in that way. And I don't ever, I just like to take away the possibility that somebody's going to hit me with the, oh, I didn't know that you, I didn't know, I didn't know. It was like, okay, sis, well, now you know. Well, now you know. Yeah, I don't think you can pass this one by. I think you're going to have to say something. Um, and there's a way to say it. And there's a way to, to, to get her very learned learned is a way to let her know about herself uh and like he has said you know unfortunately at some point or another that people they're just gonna do what they do so um i think if in order to try to avoid anything like this happening in the future because there's gonna be certain things that you're just not going to be able to avoid in order to avoid anything like this happening in the future you gotta nip this in the bud right now mm-hmm. so Go ahead and let let that lady know why, why, all the ways in which she had you fucked up and why. (laughs) You can do it in a very corporate and professional manner because we don't want you to lose your good, uh, consistently raised job. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that helps. Please keep us updated. Let us know how things turn out. If you so happen to have a conversation with this lady, we'd be very interested to know how everything works out for you, Sherry Ann. Continue sending your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey, honey. Uh, my petty peeve. So 
you know, I'm so, so excited that um, our new building has laundry, has a laundry room in it. Nice. Um, very, very grateful. I have not lived in a building with laundry in about almost 10 years. So I'm very grateful to have a building with laundry. <sighs> I go down one evening, you know, and I understand that you know, people, if people are heeding the advice that their mothers are giving them, they're probably <laughs> doing, there's somebody in there at least doing a load, which means there's going to be a couple people in there, right? It's not a huge laundry room, but it's a laundry room nonetheless. I go in and there is a family filling up five washing machines mm-hmm. with their stuff. Mm-hmm. There are two available machines. Now, the rest of the people in there are drying. There's nobody else coming in. I just need two machines. Y'all already got five of them filled. Mm-hmm. So I start putting my stuff in one because they're not very big. So I have to split it. And then one lady comes and she takes her stuff out of the last available machine, the uh, last machine that's about to become available. And these niggas go for the big six. Mm-hmm. So I stopped putting my stuff in the wash and I look over and I was like, Cause I was, they saw me getting ready to approach to put my stuff in there and they run over there. And I was like, are y'all about to put your stuff in a six machine? And they're like, yes, yes. So I was like, this is some bullshit. So I, I, and I was like, you know what? I live here. Like I'm not even getting ready to fight with these people. I just take my stuff out the machine, throw it back, throw it back in my, in, in my laundry bag. It is not. I hate police sirens. Another petty peeve. Um, put my stuff back in my laundry bag and went back upstairs. I was like, I don't even have the energy to do this right now. But my petty peeve is be a reasonable person. You know what I'm saying? Like if we are in a small space, a space of whatever, where things are to be consumed by multiple people, be a real nigga. If you have that much laundry, then go to a laundromat. Like, go to a big one. That's what Tristan does, because he generally does the laundry. Like, that's his thing. He will take, if we have more than, if we have the Mount Rushmore that we have right now going on, then he will take it to a laundromat outside with multiple, multiple, multiple washing machines. Don't go down to the apartment laundromat that has, that has all of nine washing machines and take up six of whatever, eight of them and take up six of them. What kind of mess is that? Or take up seven of them, whatever, however many long, whatever it is. Anyway, that's my petty peeve. I'm irritated because I was like, y'all niggas are, this isn't, this doesn't even make sense. This is not even reasonable. Well, I have to say that you would probably be really irritated with me because Mm. I'm going to take every available washing machine. I'm going to take every one. So if there are 10 down there and I got 10 loads of clothes, I'm using all 10. And what you going to do about it? Not one thing. You're going to wait until I'm finished. Why? Because the amount of rent that I pay to live in this place just entitles me to use each one of these machines if I get down there and ain't nobody else using them. That's just how I feel. Now, that's right. (laughs) Now, now, if if somebody is down there waiting, if I see, if I already have, if I'm already using, you know, eight and somebody is trying to use the last one and I see them there. This is what I'm I'm saying. I'm not going to do that. But if I get down there. there, Y'all see me trying to use another washing machine. 
I'm just saying, if I get down there, ain't nobody down there but me. Well, that's and different. I want to use all 10. That's my business. That's fine. But when you see other people, it is prime time, nigga. Miguel and Janelle Monet, whatever the name of that damn song is, is that prime time for laundry. Mm, you had like, to sing it. Yeah, I did. I had to. I had to get it in there. I had to. But if you see it's prime time and you see niggas are waiting on washers and you already literally have the majority of these washers filled up. Just scoot your ass to the side and take that one dirty load up or wait one more time. You already got most of these motherfuckers filled up. You're about to get me mad. Oh, you're very upset. I was. I left up with my dirty sheets and came back up here and was like, this is some bullshit. I'm very sorry. What's your petty peeve this week? Um, okay, so um I am uh I just don't like stupid people who I don't like people who um so I'm thinking today I was driving mm-hmm. I, I just there's this is a sense of entitlement right that I feel like I've just been like if I've just been noticing more and more that people have a problem with me just being me I don't know if this is a petty peeve or not, but I was driving home from work today mm-hmm. and I'm in my car and I'm listening to my music loudly because that's what I want to do because I pay my car note on time and I'm grown. And it's your car. And it's my car and ain't nobody in the car but me. Right. Um, And I would like the record to reflect that all of my windows were up. My sunroof was closed. So it was not like my music was blaring Bitch, and disturbed. It's disturb- not an airplane. Nobody's sitting next to you. The lady who was in the car next to me turned around and looked at me as if I had walked off with all of her stuff. (laughs) And I was just trying to figure out, like, girl, well, who did it? And then I realized that she was upset because my music was loud and she could hear it through my car and through hers. Um, And she was just upset because we were in traffic and it was kind of like close proximity. And I guess she was saying that it was unreasonable for, for me to be listening to my music in my car. Um, at that volume because it was a disturbance unto her. Um, so she started like trying to get, and then I'm petty. So like, you know, I, she was trying to, she was trying to get like away from me and I was following her because I just, because that's how my petty was set up today, girl. Yes. That's how it is set up today that's because right. I'm not bothering nobody. And this is my, um, this is my car and I want to do what I want to do. Like, on. girl, I mean, what you want? Like, what you want? So you want me to listen to my music? Like, I, what, what, you're not even in this car. I don't know nothing about you. I'm like, what is, you. how? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is when I'm going to, I'm going to take the liberty. You want to, you want to take the liberty to be upset? I'm going to take the liberty to not care that you're upset and to even facilitate more upsetment for you. <laughs> Paul Mooney said, a white, if a white woman looks at you and takes off running, you better just chase her. <laughs> <laughs> I like appreciate shit. you for heeding the advice. Girl, get over yourself. Like, just, like, just because you listen to your boring ass audiobooks, she just in there listening to NPR, girl. Well, just turn your NPR up, sis. Girl, just turn, turn it up. Your XM radio or whatever, whatever it is you're listening to, your boring podcast about white womaning, whatever. <laughs> like, turn it up, but stop worrying about what's going on 
in it this have car with all to do with the windows you. rolled up and the sunroof closed. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing if all my windows were down and I was just, you know, being, you know, that girl. But I was literally in the car by myself. And, you know, I have a choir rehearsal on Thursday. I was listening to my music. I have to get ready. And bitch, I'm not sitting in your driveway banging my music. This is I'm traffic. On the right. These are like, public. What you want me to do? Woo, you want to talk about caucasity? Ding, take another shot. Because <laughs> when I tell you it is so bad that y'all think that you that I can't listen to what I want to listen to on the highway, you have my got another level all, of yeah. trolling coming. Sorry. My my petty peeve is always people who feel entitled to tell me what to do. Mm. I mean, you mm. can make suggestions, you could ask. Like if I'm or but but if you if you just want to um I don't know if if I don't know I just feel like because as a person of color I'm made to deal with people doing what they want to do all the time and I just have to eat it right because I don't have um, I'm in spaces where I don't have the power and the privilege to move in the ways that I want to move but in my car I call the shots so you don't get to tell me how to live my life no and the only like it's not a it is one thing when you are living in Flatbush and niggas like to like to I think they're putting their speakers like on top of the hoods of their car. I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, the people who like driving past you, you can hear their music clearly. It's because all their windows are down and they're really just they're they're you know intentionally. Yeah. Trying to trying to spread the tunes and nobody cares. I'm just living in my preference. And but I feel like I, I got, got a right my to do that. Rolled up? Nah, yeah. You can definitely eat a dick. <laughs> and can. I'm gonna follow you all the way up 16th Street because I can. As you should, as you should, and I fully support. I fully support and endorse that. <laughs> so, with that, oh wait, I got wait, wait, wait. Oh. This is another one I thought about on the okay. bu- on, when I was driving to work this morning. Please, one thing you may never ever do to me, and this didn't happen to me, but I felt it for the person in the car in front of me. Now I have talked about on my stories at great length how if ever you guys find out that I went to jail, it's because I hit a bicyclist in the morning on my way to work. Mm, yes. You told me that. So there's this one particular intersection where there's like a bike lane. And because there's so many bikes on the road in the morning, because this is how this is how the people are getting to work these days. And I guess that's their right. if That's what they want to do. But there's just such an abundance of people that they they all don't fit in the bicycle in the bicycle lane. So they're all spilling out into the street. So it's a stop sign at the intersection and the bikes feel like they don't have to adhere to the stop sign. But they they get mad, you know, uh, and, and, you know, they feel like they they cars. So they move like cars, but they don't want to follow the rules that cars have to follow. Yep. So this bike, this this the, the car stopped at the stop sign and waited. He had the right of way. So he proceeded. But the bike was there. So I guess the bike figured, I don't know. So she had space to kind of do what she had to do. But I guess she was offended that the car proceeded through the stop sign. Mm hmm. And she wagged her finger like she went like this. I'm sorry. What? Like she she rolled, she cycled up to where like to where she where the car could see her. Mm-hmm. And she like wagged her finger like tis tis tis. And something inside of me ignited. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh Lord, if that would have been me, I know that I would be in a federal prison. <laughs> because I just like, don't do, are you just are you scolding me? Are you what is this? Mm. Y'all gotta pray for me because you know I get upset. But no, no, don't scold me. Don't scold me. Like, don't ever how do you, how me, dare bitch. you wag your finger at an adult? Bitch, if I you just ever think wag that's your so... finger, man, you better be prepared for me to grab that bitch. Ooh, and twist ooh. it. 
I will twist. I will twist your finger to the point where you will curl down to your toes. You will drop to your knees. That is the most condescending, patronizing thing. If you wag your finger, if you scold a grown adult, no, nah, you just touched like me. you, you just touched out me. here. You just nah. out here being. You just oh, you don't even real like who? How are you? You're in my personal how space, and I'm about to grab you? the shit out of your finger. How dare you? Don't ever wag your finger. Oh, look! Don't ever wag. You your see, finger. you see it happening. I was Yo. in the car like, Whoa. now, Yo. Lord, now you know the Lord is a keeper because if if that lady would have done that to me, it would have been it. Wouldn't have been no more getting grown, oh. no more team typing fast. Doctor Kia would have been inmate. A six seven nine three Z. I was just like, nah. Oh, under no. no circumstances. Do you ever? Something in me lit up. I was like, whoa, Lord, I'm going to fight. Woo, couldn't be me. Couldn't that's be what I me. Said. That's what I said. And that, well, that's a way to end. That's a way to end getting grown. <laughs> You better be prepared. You wag your finger in somebody's face. Don't wag face. your finger at me, bro. You're going to get that bitch taken right off. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of us talking about adulting. <laughs> we appreciate your patience and uh, all of your constant, consistent support. It is graduation announcements this season, so you guys can start to send in your graduation <laughs> announcements. <laughs> We're going to start to read them. Um, effective next week's show. Yes. We apologize for our tardiness this week and we appreciate your patience. Um, and we're going to be back on track really, really soon. But in the meantime, in between time, sis, uh, continue to um, go ahead and tell the people what they should do. Oh, drink your water. Mind your business and moisturize your skin. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Adios. Bye, y'all.